Maybe midnight or midday Never early, never late He gon' stand by what he claimed Lived enough life to say I heard your heart, I see your pain Out in the dark, out in the rain Feel so alone, feel so afraid I heard you pray, in Jesus' name It may be midnight or midday It's never early, never late He gon' stand by what he claimed I lived enough life to say Now I'm going to say this is Pastor Latanya Uyola, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. It has been an awesome two weeks. I wanted to let you know just to have a, like a brief recap of what's been going on. Uh, February the 14th was my 22nd year being married to my husband. I thank God for that. It has been an awesome time just to be able to celebrate with our kids and be able to celebrate with my husband and also just to be able to kind of relax and, you know, meditate on some things that was coming up for me. Um, I was able to also before that week was able to at least start talking and just, you know, being able to pray a little bit more and understand what's going on, give some more time to God and get into my prayer closet. But I'm just being honest. I mean, my kids are getting a little bit more funnier. My husband is already funny um, with the humor. But I just wanted to let you know that sometimes we need to take a, a mini break from just having so much coming at us. And when I say that, I have to take it because I needed to be able to recharge, recuperate, sit back and sometimes just go and talk to God. And during that time talking to God, you want to be able to have, you know, just your time to filter in what he's talking to you about. I don't know about some of you, but I like to be able to have my time to be able to sit down and talk to him and really hash it out. Just have conversations like we do with our friends. And I understand that certain people may not understand, but he's the momentum and he's the passion and he's he's the drive that we should have. But also at the same time, just being able to fellowship with my kids and be able to teach them that, you know, Valentine's Day, yes, it is our anniversary, but just to show love all year round is a blessing also. And I mean, I've been able to talk to my youngest, Salmi, about God more and, and my minuet, my Mimi, my middle one, and Lala too, my oldest. But it was just being able to start refocusing some things and kind of being able as a parent, okay, kind of tap into some of the things that was going on with them kind of be able to sit there and have a hearty discussion, not just, you know, hey, how was your day? But just being able to kind of listen to them and understand where they're coming from because they're the next generation. And we have to be able to give that time, that 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 extra, you know, every day should be like that. But I wanted to kind of just get their inputs on a lot of current things and also being able to give them my wisdom that I know. And um, just being able to kind of have a really good, you know, I don't know how some people, excuse me, phrase it, but I say like a, like a good, just heart to heart, like hot chocolate and kind of, you know, being able to show affection and we do this all year round, but just to be able to sit there and, you know, recognize that sometimes we as parents, we get so busy that we don't sit there and honestly have a good conversation with our kids. Let's just be honest. We go through so many life changes and so many different things that we don't sit there and we don't take a pause to what we need that is more important. And it becomes more and more, you know, apparent to me is that our youth, our next generation need us. They need us to pour into them so that they can have a better structure. 
And what I'm saying is that, you know, all the things that we had to go through as children doesn't have to go and be their next generation. And having to also correct those things that you've done to your children and being able to have the mindset to say, you know, I am sorry. I am sorry goes a long way with children when it's sincere and honest and just a free flowing conversation. You never know what, you know, bits of wisdom your children will give back to you. Trust me. And I will be 46 this year. So I'm learning that, you know, my children can impart wisdom to me as well as, you know, being able to impartate to others and myself and my husband. But I just wanted to like a brief, like a little tidbit of what's going on in my life. I hope that yours is a blessing and as as well. But let's get into this this uh, topic of underground and uh, pretty much being able to survive underground. That was a lot for me to understand that God is starting to unpack a lot of things in my life. So I wanted to also be able to, you know, share what I've learned um, being underground. And sometimes it's not always easy because being underground, if you think about it, it's like a seed and it's planted. And whatever, you know, plant is coming out of that seed is something that's going to be beneficial and has a purpose. And you have to think of yourself like that. And so many people, you know, it says death and life is in the tongue and that's in the Bible. So, so many people have already, because they've been planted in the soil and, you know, they've been, you know, saved and sanctified and given their self to God. And then they're planted. And then all of those things that used to bother them as children, and now that their adults have becoming more apparent to them. Oh, come on now. Let's talk about those things. And sometimes it brings depression. Um, sometimes it triggers. Triggers can be just a song or a word or someone saying something or even a smell. I've learned that certain times that a music, you know, a song would come on or certain type of music, I would feel so uncomfortable. And then when you're underground, it becomes like you're in the darkness, but not you're not in darkness. You're really a part of the light. You're just hidden away in God for a while. How do you like that one? I, I thought that was pretty good that God reveals that to me. Even though we're planted in the ground, that God, we're not in darkness. We're a part of the light. And he's just hiding us away so that we can be able to manifest some of those things that he needs for us to grow. And I've learned that also too, that certain people, whether it is in church, whether it is past relationships or present relationships, current, um, will try to come in and and try to cut off your circulation or cut off the water source that you are supposed to get to in order for you to grow. Come on now. You know, you have to be able to get those roots out. So every time that, you know, God waters on you, he giving you the word, he's giving you people to come in and, you know, nourish you and giving you, you know, prophecies and, you know, all of this nourishment, prayer, fasting, he's giving you all of those little tidbits And he's making those roots to grow. And then you have sometimes where it seems as though, you know, we call them sometimes those, you know, blocking. And sometimes God will block your roots from going to one specific area because he knows you won't be able to have any water coming from that source. Oh, my God. So he sits there and he he blocks it, but he reroutes your he reroutes your 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 roots to go a different way for you can be able to get to the water source. And sometimes we need to understand God's no. Oh my God. His no is a blessing in disguise. His no to you marrying that man or woman, his no in you getting invested in a company, his no for you not being able to purchase that house, his no in 
not getting that in job or employment that you, his no <laughs> becomes a definite thing for a blockade, which is able to help you what? Stop, pause, and he redirects you to a different source. And the source is still him. He just redirects you in a better way of water source. And I had to learn and understand that God does that because sometimes when we're trying to go to that source, that source will kill you through your roots. What are you talking about, Pastor Tim? Those friends that you used to be around in the past and they're no longer where you need to go. That husband or fiance, woman or man, husband or wife, that you thought you were going to be able to obtain. And God says, no, I don't want you to go that way. Or the employment that you thought you deserved, but God said, no, I, I don't want you at this company. Because he knows the underlying deal of those people. Those, those mindsets, the, the hidden agendas they had for you. Oh, come on now. See, sometimes God will sit there and have you to be able, be able. He'll expose and shift the things that he needs to do in your life. What do you mean? Pastor, he will sit there and expose the person's character right in front of you in order for you not to go that way, but to pause redirect and shift your route somewhere else. And that might be just a conversation. It might be some of the ways of their attributes. It might just be how they conduct themselves with someone else will indicate how they will conduct themselves towards you. And then at the same exact time, when God does this, we get mad, we get angry. And I was looking at an illustration uh, this past week and it was talking about a female and she was supposed to have passed away in a car accident with a friend and she was giving her a ride the friend was giving her a ride to work like she usually does but God said he came and he intercepted by making her phone you know losing her phone or leaving it at the house or having her, you know, purposely dropping water on her dress so that she would go and change and not be able to get to work on time. Or God will purposely um, have those paperwork to go in so that you won't be able to go on deployment in certain different places. Or he would sit there and have you to be able to be stuck in traffic so that you won't be able to be caught in a very horrific car accident. See, I've seen those things. And he would honestly sit there on purpose. Oh, thank you, Lord. On purpose, have those things to occur so that the exposure will be there so you can pause and redirect to be able to get to the water source or to the light. And I don't know about you, but another thing I love to do is I love plants. I love alive plants. For me, they are something that I can be able to absorb into my day. And when I do get a new plant in, I like to be able to take it out, give it good soil and into another pot right away and then have water into it. And then with some of my plants, I would see that they would be more successful to the light than in the darkness. And I've noticed that when I do put some of the ones that are in, that are supposed to be in the light, in the dark by accident now, this is, you know, I was doing this as a new planter. They would always reach towards the light. Their leaves would always just even if it's just for a few minutes, a few seconds of just like a touch. And I had to learn and understand that through my plants, we have to be able to understand we got to cultivate everything we do. 
See, sometimes the soil that we're in has to be the right soil. And sometimes you can't plant certain things in certain soils because they won't grow. Glory. Do you understand that God puts you in different pots and places and different soils in order for you to grow? And I had to learn that I thank God for being able to be in South Korea so that I can be able to grow, that I can be able to say that I'm a different plant. I'm a different. I've been built differently because God had me way over here out of the way. Can you say the same thing or are you letting people choke you out? Oh, we're going to talk about that later on. But are you letting family members, are you letting, you know, your spouse, are you letting your children, are you letting circumstances, are you letting, you know, the university, uh, medical doctors, anybody that thinks they have a spoken word over your life, are you going to let them have you to lose all of the water source and the light that you're going to need? In this time and hour, see God, and I love how God does it because he will send angels like he did with Daniel. And Daniel was, he was a praying and fasting man. I mean, when the king sat there and declared that no other God, he went and he steadily, he still prayed and fast to God. He didn't care what the men said. He didn't care what society said. He still got And he still was able to be humble enough to sit there and say, you know, I need to turn my face towards God. And I need to know the direction in which I need to be able to penetrate, to be able to get to God in the right situation and time. Don't you know that when you get into God's presence, that there is a certain statue and certain criteria to how you should be, whether it's standing, whether it's kneeling, whether it's facing north, south, east, or west. Don't you know when you bow your head and you start talking to God, that is the appointed time that God is sitting there and saying, I know they need water. I know they're looking for the sunlight. So now I need to be able to sit there and touch and agree with my child, to know that there is always, I am here. I am God and there is no other. And let me tell you, there is nothing in this world, nothing like it. Nothing can compare when you sit down and you talk to God. He comes in and he sits in the room with you. And he brings his spirit with you. And he tells you how he feels. And you have to give God time to give you his response. See, some of us don't even give God the glory like we used to. And I had to listen to today. See, I was talking and I was thanking God. Talking and listening to how God was in Bible in the year with my family on tonight. And God was sitting there and just talking to me through how the Bible was presented. And they were saying how in numbers they were counting the uh, children of, you know, Israel. And they were sitting up there and they were saying every time that Judah went out, that Judah should be the first one to go out. Don't you know Judah means praise? I was like, wait a minute, God, you're sitting up here and telling me every time that I get with you, I should praise you. I should shabak you. I should give you the glory and the honor just because. See, some of y'all ain't realizing that you got the most. You got the most. You have benefits of knowing who God is. And you don't even give God his praise. It's just due. But the Israelites learned in the premies of their lifetime that we should be giving God the praise from the get-go. 
So before you hit your knees, you need to be saying, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for blessing me and keeping me. Thank you, Lord, for being my provider and my protector. I thank you, God, for my children and my husband and my whole household being saved. I thank you so much for the protection of them. I thank you so much that Satan has not been able to sit there and proclaim nothing in this home. When are we going to honestly give God the praise? Oh, but is this part of, you know, having to be in the ground? Yes, it is. Because don't you know why you're in the ground? You are still authorized and obedience to God to do what he says do. See, it's like you're praising God in the doorway before the door opens. It's like, don't you know that you can be able to give God the praise before the battle? Don't you know before you go into any situation, any marriage, any, any kind of situation that God is sitting up there and saying you got to go through. Don't you know all you have to do is give him the praise and let him know he's already got it. That's what happened to Gideon. That's what happened to the people. of So many times they gave God the praise before they went into war. And don't you know, while you're still underground, ooh, you still got battles. You still got things you got to take care of. See, sometimes we have to be able to understand we got a balance between, you know, what you're, what you used to do and what you are now. See, Paul said the same thing. He said, you know, I would that I do good, good, but evil is always present. That means every time I think I'm going to do right, I'm going to be able to do what I need to do because I'm a new creature. Don't you know the past always keeps coming knocking, but it's up to you not to open up the door anymore. See, sometimes we think that we have a new address, but see the old me want to go back down to the old rickety uh, built out rent one that's got the roaches in it. Oh, come on now. Let's talk about it. See, some of us think that because we become saved, that doesn't mean that we don't still have those old thoughts, those old ways of our lives. No, no, no. We do still have them, but we have to put them in submission under subjection. See, we got to fight every day to be better than what we used to be. That's part of being underground. See, while you're sitting up here and doing what God says doing and working in God and being able to have your 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 roots to go out and sometimes be deflected and exposing some things and then having going back up to the light and to the water, we have to be able to be honest with ourselves while we're there. Mm, mm, mm. What do you mean, Pastor Tim? You gotta strip down sometimes. Bare bone naked, and I don't mean in the physical, okay? I mean in the spiritual. You got to sit there and start telling God, look, I used to do this because he knows it. I'm not telling you to go to a priest. I'm not telling you to go to anybody else. I'm telling you to go to him. Because he's the only one that's going to realize and understand and comprehend who you are because he made you. He's the one that was able to play with you while you were in your mother's womb, talk to you while you was in your mother's womb, pray with you while you were in your mother's womb, and be able to anoint you while you're in your mother's womb, give you purpose, understanding, determination, gifts while you're in your mother's womb. So by the time you came out, that's why a lot of us cried because this was not territory or let's just say uncharted territory that we didn't even know of. See, we knew what our mothers sound like. We knew what our fathers sound like. We maybe known what the siblings sound like, but we definitely knew who God was inside that womb. See, we need to do it also while we're planted. See, this one is for the new Christians and also for the believers now, the ones that's been in the way for a while. See, sometimes I believe that we need to be able to find that spark that we lost a long time ago. Oh, we need to talk about that one, too. See, sometimes we think that we've been in the way so long that we don't want to be able to sit there and say, you know what? 
I don't need to pray as much. Oh, you lying. I, I don't need to fast as much. Oh, you know you lying. I, I, I don't have to be able to meditate on God's word. Now, I know you lying. Because we need to meditate on the God's word day and night. It says that in the Bible. We need to pray without ceasing. That's in the Bible. We need to fast and pray. It's in the Bible because we need to be able to cut off our flesh and be able to get into where God wants us to be. See, I understand that since this is a part of psychology, incubation in psychology, and I got this from Creative Innovations, and this is from Europe. This is where the individual's thought process, come on now, can create inspiration or be used to solve problems. And it's about preparation, incubation, illumination, and verification. Don't you know? Ooh, I was like, what? I said, God, now you're going to sit here and tell me that all this time that when I change the way that my thought patterns are, towards you and towards this whole entire strategy and following you and everything else and doing what you say do, it will get better? Oh, boy. Y'all, y'all, see, look, look. You need to understand what when you change your thought patterns to way that God wants you to put them and shift it while you're in the soil, while you're growing, while you're being able to sit there and get the sun and the weather and the warmth and everything and the carbon dioxide, the stuff that thought you thought people thought would kill you. See, the carbon dioxide are the people sitting up here and talking bad about you. The ones that are sitting up here and put all their mess on you, past relationships, all this stuff, family members. Oh, you ain't going to be nothing. Oh, you ain't going to go here. Oh, you ain't going to do that. Oh, you just this, or oh, you just that. See, that's the carbon monoxide that you need in order for you to grow. Ooh, Jesus. Don't you know that every time that you are planted, God is sitting there and putting you aside for, for a specific time and specific way of everything that you need to do in order for in his time. See, we are not on our time. We are on his time. And we need to be able to understand that. See, we're not on anybody else's time. We can make plans, but God laughs. Don't you know that? God laughs because he's like, wait a minute. I want you to go here because I need you to be able to minister to these different people. I need you to be able to go to this type of class of people because guess what? I need to be sitting in those rooms. See, certain people can not understand how the validity of who you are, whether it is being able to scrub a toilet, to being a janitor, to being a CEO, everyone needs God. Every facet, every employment, every social class needs him. So when God sits there, he said, I send you and you go, you move. And when God sits there and says, let me pause and let me brief you on something, pause and brief. Do you understand your assignment? And I'm going to say this too before I forget. Your assignment is not like everybody else's assignment. Because God gave it to you. He didn't give it to anybody else. He gave it to you. So nobody else is going to understand you but him. And see, certain times in the way, when you go some places and you don't be able to get that response that you need, guess what? That's in God, all in God's favor. And it's going to work out. Oh, let me tell you something. There are places and things I had to do go and do even on a broken knee <laughs> and God still got the glory do you understand this God still got the glory and he still got the praise see sometimes we have to be wounded and certain times we have to be able to understand that in the pain and in the suffering God still blesses 
God still manifests. And he's the one that sits there and says, you know what? Let me let you know that's my child. He puts a seal of approval on you. He gives you that thought process and he's making you over bit by bit. And he's replacing the things that he needs to replace. And he removes and burns the things off that he needs to remove and burn off. See, everybody moves different. Everybody growth is different. Everybody is different. So when your sister and your brother says they need help to help them, help them. Pray for them. Sincerely pray for them. Don't sit there and give them a nimmy nimmy two second prayer. No, you sit there and you tell God, I thank you, God, for my brothers and my sisters. While they're working it out, God, you give them the clarification. You give them the wisdom of Solomon. You give them what they need, God, because now more than ever, they are trying to work some things out. Stop sitting up there and saying, well, let me put my two cents in. No, God don't need your two cents. God needs for you to be praying. And then you wonder why, who, why God don't consult us because his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And it says it in the word also. See, I had to learn through being able to be in the soil, in the dark, and planted, who, that you sometimes you don't always get the water you need. You don't always get the sun that you need. You don't always get the car, but you get carbon monoxide. You get a lot of negativity that becomes so toxic that it will try to choke the living life out of you. Do you understand that we cannot always participate in things that are not of God? Do you understand that God self can't participate? All of this stuff that you hear and you dissing this and that. No, no, no. See, sometimes you got to cut it off. Ooh, let me tell you something. Cut it off. Let them talk. Let them go ahead and talk. Because guess what? While they're talking, they are being able to expose themselves. So let them talk. Let them give out what you already know. See, there's a difference between holiness and also being able to sit there and honestly say, I can't be around that because that might make me falter. Pause for a minute. Think about it. Who in your life that you know God sat there and said, you know what? I, I, you can't be around this person. Now it hurts you. You're going to cry about it. But you honestly have to tell them I got to go. Ooh, think about it. Ooh, Lord, thank you, Chief. Because I had to do the same thing. See, everybody is not going to go where you're going to go. Everybody is not always going to be in the season that you're in. Sometimes you get to a, a, what is it? How can we say it? Like two seeds are planted, not close together, but they know of each other because we're both in the body of Christ. And it's just like Peter and Paul. They know each other, but because of what they were talking about, discussing about, and they could not agree, they disagreed. And that was fine. But they didn't go and, you know, be gnashing each other. No, they didn't do any of that. They just said, you know what? I got to go divert. And I got to go the other way. Love you still. God bless you. But I got to go the other way. How many times have we been able to honestly sit there and say, you know what? God bless you. Have a blessed one and go the other way and not worry about it. Not lose no sleep. Not really sit there and, and, and give any kind of, what is it, leniency or byway of it. God wants us to be able to just sit there and say, you know what, God, I thank you for the time, but my season is up and be woman, man or woman enough to sit there and say, you know what, it's time to go and be okay with that. But all of that sometimes can come when you're planted and it's okay if you have to leave the church. It's okay if you have to, you know, go to a different ministry. It's okay if you have to go someplace else in order for you to be fed right. 
in order for you to, to obtain what you need. Because God wants you in a place where you can sit there and grow, have your roots strong. And then at the same time, when you're about to bud or sprout, he still wants you to be able to be solid. And he still wants you to be able to be firmly planted in him. And I had to learn that everybody is not going to always agree. Let's say that we're not going to always agree, but agree to be respectful towards each other. Agree to be able to honestly sit there and say, you know what? It's my time. It's it's just time. And be okay with it. And then at the same time, it's like, know that whatever you are planting or while you're, you know, underground and you're producing more and more, God is reaping a whole lot more from you, from you being honest. Let me tell you. Sometimes when you are trying your best to understand some things, sometimes it's just best to just tell God and and let it go. And and it's okay to have worries and it's okay to talk to God about the stress. It's okay, you know, he doesn't want us to worry, but when you do have concerns and worries, take it to him and leave it there. When you have mental issues, depression, suicidal thoughts, you go and you take it to him and leave it there. See, I understand that this life is not, it's not good all the time. The Bible wasn't clean. It was messy too. We're like, we're messy. When sin entered the earth, we became messy people. And that's when God said, you know what? I'm going to send my son through 42 generations to clean us up. Now it's our time to sit there and honestly talk to God and tell him, look, I'm a mess, God. I need your help. I don't know anything about this. or I don't know anything about that. I know you giving me, you know, a calling on my life, but I don't know where to go and I don't know who to turn to. So I'm turning to you because you made me. And I don't know, you know, how to be able to talk to my husband because sometimes when we talk, we, we, we stress each other out. I don't know how to talk to my daughters and I don't know how to talk to my sons because I, I'm, I, I thought I was doing right or, or I, I'm having problems at, at the job on the job. God, you need, can you please talk to me? Because I'm trying to learn how this boss is, how my coworkers are so I can be able to, you know, give them the word of God, but also keep, you know, being able to know who God is and keep who I am and you now and, and change. Because they've seen me when I wasn't, and now they're starting to see a change in me. See, those are the things that we need to take to God and be honest with him. Have an honest conversation. Stop sitting up here. You know, I, I'm sorry, but God, I'm, I want to get to that phase where I'm like Moses and God is my friend. See, there are phases that you go through when you're planning. See, I had one of those phases where I was just yelling and screaming at God because I was so tired of what's going on. And I was going through, I mean, we were going through big time when we were homeless. And I was yelling, I was screaming, I was fussing at God and I was saying, wait a minute, you told me. And I was giving God the lowdown because I was like, God, you told me we're the head and not the tail. But you got me sitting up here with this or you got me living like this. Oh, some of y'all ain't getting raw with God, but see, I'm getting raw with God because that's who I am. See, some of us don't want to sit there and give God everything. We he don't want to we don't want to unpack all the baggage we have while we've been uh planted. Who? Come on now. Some of us got this huge duffel bag and I'm saying that cuz I'm used to being in the military. Have a huge duffel bag of doubt, worry, anxiety, depression, suicide, all that mess. And you still carrying that around as a 50 pound weight. And you asking God for, you know, questions and stuff, but you ain't giving him over nothing. And you haven't, but you giving him his life, your life. Come on now. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You giving God access to your life, but you don't want to give God the things that we need to give to him in order for us to be able to unpack the things so we won't have no 50 pound weight on our, our backs anymore. See, I was determined when 2022 came around before that, that I'm unpacking some things. 
See, I started to unpack the heavy stuff first because I knew that God needed me to have those unpacked first. And now I'm going into my winning season because I'm starting to just unpack everything. Y'all don't understand. Due season is coming. But I wanted you to know while you're in the ground, while you're being able to think and give yourself time to think because you have all this chaos of what did mama and daddy think and what this and this and this and all this other stuff. And then you got all your friends and then you got all this stuff. No, God is putting you in a place where God wants you to just hear from him and him alone. Sometimes it's good to cut off the TV. No, I'm just, let me say that one more time, rephrase it. It's good to cut off the TV. It's good to cut off everything else and just have silence to talk to him. It's good to be able to be in peace and quiet so that when he walks into the room, you know it's your father. You know it's him. Without a shadow of doubt, you know that's God. And he comes in and he wants to sit with you. And you want to sit with him. Don't you know that's the best thing to be able and and be that's part of being able to just psychologically, mentally and physically unwind because you know that God is with you. That's part of being planted. That's part of being able to incubate, have your mind switched over the way that God wants it to be. And then at the same time, your body will start being able to produce the fruit that God needs for you to produce. It says in Galatians 6 and 7 through 9, because I wanted to read it to you. It says, let me go up to 6 verse. I'm sorry. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Let your communication to God. Be a benefit so that when trials and tribulations come, you will know what to do and how to handle it. Seven, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Don't you think that you are playing with God? God knows how you are, what you are, and what you're made of, and what decisions you have made. To get you to this point. See, some of us, while we're still planted, we still want to play with God. We still want to be out there in the world and still want to be planted in God. God said, look, you said you chose me as your whole entire lifetime to be living and spending time with. Then you need to be able to stay with me. See, you think that, oh, if I go over here for a few minutes, God ain't looking at me. Now, God records everything says in the word of God. And you got to give an account to that. Not me, not your mama, not your daddy, not, not, not grandmother and anybody else, but you got to give an account to it. And it becomes so much vital because you need to understand that this time in your life, being able to be in God is a life and death situation. Let me say that one more time. Being in God at this point in your life is a life and death situation. See, you need to understand while you're planted and you're in the ground and you may think that it is lonely and it is unbearable, but God is trying to make you and break you and then remake you into whom you need to be. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God wants to make you, break you, and then remake you into what he needs for you to be in order for you to go fight your own battles, in order for you to be able to start that church that you need, in order for you to go prophesize to who you need to prophesy to, in order for you to be able to go into these employment, CEO, whether it is lower class or C, doesn't matter what God wants to place you as long as God's placing you. See, somebody asked me, and rather told me that, well, if you get a certain degree, they're not going to want to hire you. And I said them to their face that God, if God puts me there, they're going to have to find a place for me because that was God's purpose. That is a part of being able to incubate your mind, to think God has a purpose for me to be 
where I need to be. Whether I have a bachelor's or associate's or PhD, doesn't matter where I have, as long as God puts me there. You got to think like that. And I had to go down also, it says that verse eight, for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap everlasting life. Pretty much, excuse me, life everlasting. When we do it the way that God wants us to do it, this world is not going to be able to sustain us any longer. And we need to be able to make some decisions about where we're going to spend our eternal lives. Where are we going when we die? I want to live like I know who God is so that when I get to see him and I meet him, all of my gifts, all of my abilities, everything that he has given me while I was planted, while I've been blossoming, while I'm coming out of everything that he has given me and being firmly planted, it's all been exhausted. It's all been used up. And then now I can be able to tell him that I did what I was supposed to do. Can you say the same? See, this world has nothing but death in it. It does not suit you, saints, to be of this world. Be more of God's spiritual mindedness. Start thinking like God. Start acting like God would want you to be able to act. See, when I get up in the morning, I'm praying, I ask God, I say, God, before I go out the door, whomever you need me to talk to for that day, let me be the witness that you need for me to be. Let me be the example that I need to be in these last and evil days. Whoever needs to talk to me, God, they can be able to come and talk to me and make myself available, God. That's a dangerous prayer. But don't you know that a lot of people right now need him more than ever? They're not going to read the Bible. They're going to read you. They're going to not read, you know, any pamphlet, anything concerning God, but they will read you. Because they will indicate and know, hey, wait a minute, there's something different about that one. Wait a minute, hold up. She is not mad, upset. She should be, but she's not. She's not sitting here after the boss just sat there and was fussing and cussing. She ain't even doing that back. What's going on? That's the spirit of the Holy Spirit that's keeping me, that's instructing me. And they will start coming and asking, wait a minute, wait a minute, what do you believe? What's your religion? What are you doing? Because I, I I don't know how you getting blessed. And quite simply put, all you have to do is say, you know what? This is God and God alone. This ain't no one else but him. And if you want him, you can be able to go to Romans 10, 9 and 10 and confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that the Lord Jesus has been saved. And you can be saved. Repent. Ask God back into your life. And if you strayed off from God, please come back. He has no time period in which he can not accept you. There's nothing that you can do that can separate you from him as long as you want to come back and be sincere about it. God knows. We've been, like I said, Bible is dirty. We are dirty. And that's why Jesus came to clean us up. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you on the ninth verse, and let us not be weary in well-doing. Let us not be weary in how we are doing what God is saying to do. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due, D-U-E, season, we shall reap if we faint not. This is part of the D, <laughs> do drop session. And I'm talking about it because I want to let you know that my husband was telling me about a different um, cantaloupe. And I wanted to bring that on next time when I talk about how we can be able to go into 
the growth period. And sometimes we're going to be rapid and it's going to be fun. And sometimes we're going to have a you know a slowdown. We're going to halt some things. But God is going to keep us through this process. And I hope that you've learned a lot, please, from, you know, It Is Written podcast. Please like and share and give me a five-star rating. And also, let your tell your friends, tell your family members, tell your co-workers, tell everyone about this podcast because I want to be able to help you understand the biblical principles of the Bible and also the psychological because both were founded on God. And both are in the principles of God. And even though the world has shied away from God, we are still here. We are still with God. A lot of the saints that are kingdom minded are still with God. And I just wanted to bring this up to you because some of us do have those questions. If you have questions or comments, please leave them in the comment box. I do. I am on Facebook. And also please find me on Apple and Spotify. And, you know, just let let me know how, how you think of this podcast and how to be able to kind of enhance it and, you know, be able to kind of motivate me to do a little bit more. I mean, also, we're going to have some new and upcoming things in 2022. So be ready. And I thank you so much for being able to be with me on tonight. And I thank you so much for just being able to bless me today. Hmm. I just want you to know that through everything while you're planted and the incubation period has started mindsets are different heart is different your atmosphere is going to be different the carbon monoxide poisoning is not going to kill you but help you to survive and help you to reach your next level and god is going to what he's going to pause he's going to divert you by blocking some things in order for you to go through a different way, redirection towards the sun and also towards the rain. God bless you. Some face a lifetime of falling tears, but he's in the darkness, he's in the cold, just like the morning, he always shows.